Hi, I'm Bryce. And I'm Jimmy. We're telecom and creative professionals. We're also fans of podcasting as our respective careers give us an abundance of windshield time. While there is a podcast for just about any obscure topic you can think of, there was no regular podcast pertaining to Montana politics. That is why with our combined powers, we are Montana Voices Podcast. We strive to be an independent voice for all issues pertaining to Montanans and Montana politics. We also strive to be very forthcoming with our personal biases as we attempt to see beyond them. Montana Voices Podcast does not operate in a vacuum. We need your support. Whether that be listening to our cast, providing us feedback, sending us conversation topics, sharing our content, or providing financial support. We look forward to a long career in podcasting with your added assistance. Well, welcome to episode 33 of Montana Voices Podcast. Hello, everyone. It's great to have you here with us. Well, let's run through our business real quick, and then we'll dive right into it. As always, you can find all of our uh, podcasts and any episodes, any of our information. You're probably already here right now at our website, montanavoicespodcast.com. If you have any questions or concerns or comments, or you'd like to be on the podcast, you can hit us up at our email account, which is going to be montanavoices at gmail.com. Our Twitter feed is going to be at montana underscore voices. Our Facebook account is at Montana Voices Podcast. And you can find all of our episodes on YouTube by searching for Montana Voices Podcast. Well, it's great to be back, and it's just occurring to me that we could record that as well. I make you say it twice during every podcast, Bryce. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, you know, it's part of the art. There, it's it's along the lines of lip syncing. You know how that's a big taboo issue there. Right. We uh, we do it live, live performance. We do it live. Exactly. No matter how terrible it is, every time. Well, we I think we're just going to go in raw unless uh, we have some very big missteps. This episode is you're listening to right now is released unedited, um, unless we really screwed up. Uh, got us some comments. Apparently, the timing of awkward pauses that were removed was awkward in the removal of said pauses. So it's straight through, and we will do it live. Yeah, I'm all for that. Uh, also like point out that we plug straight in here no effects well let's go run through our old issues here well starting with missoula commissioners wanting to bring back trains and apparently that's more than just a rail dream it may actually happen a resolution has been drafted and they're contacting other counties um such as uh gallatin county cascade county i think yellowstone might have been on there butte was not uh, and they're upset about that but butte also has no active rails through it i just learned Oh, well, why would you include a county that has no rail system? Well, it'll be a sizable investment, but I don't know if Butte wants that. If it's easier to leave Butte, then will Let's anybody say that's stay? That's just another way to get out of Butte. And we, we trap them there next to the pit. So I, I was surprised that Butte didn't have any active rail lines. I, I think there's still rail lines there, but nothing active, apparently. And I imagine their decommission will take quite a bit of maintenance to be viable again. So too yeah, bad for you. I imagine all those lines got corroded out there with all the uh, chemicals and stuff. Uh, Butte's a great place. It is. Yeah, I, well, I love it, especially uptown. Great character, and I've enjoyed a many stays in Butte. Well, we talked about the legislature not being in session, but they had a special, not special, unofficial, official meeting. Wolves again, of course. Uh, I think we crapped on the PST for a good while, as I recall. That's sort of been a consistent theme on the cast. Uh, 
You know, and I wouldn't say we crap on them so much as just the fact that they had a blog specifically. Or no, not them. Uh, really, I don't think we ever crapped on the PSC. I think that we made a lot of jabs at Northwestern Energy for having a blog dedicated to crapping on the PSC. But nothing specific to the PSC. We just, uh, you know, pointed out that their only purpose was to regulate the monopoly. Yeah, they are not advocates for consumers. They do not represent consumers to which the consumers that vote for them. You sure we yeah. weren't crapping on them? I, you know, you call it whatever you want. We're just presenting facts. Come to your own conclusions. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's this about uh, beating up cities? Yeah, let's, or whole cities? Yeah, exactly. Or no, with Citizens United. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Citizens United, stop it or get it back together. Exactly, and we, of course, had different opinions on that. I didn't think it was worthy of the attention that it gets. It's just a... Uh, I still can't remember what it is even, so like I, I'm all complex. for ending it just so like people stop talking about it. I, I recall spending a lot of time in the last cast trying <laughs> to did. explain it and sort of unable of to. Well, we discussed the electioneering of the E-City Beat in Great Falls, uh, which is why that last episode was entitled Blogs Are Dead. We may revamp that. I think this one we called Blogs Aren't Dead because blobs are making a comeback and they're actually doing stuff, which we'll get to in a moment. Indeed. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Auslowski. Uh, that guy's got a very difficult last name. And Republican cohort asked Danes to withdraw um, CSKT compact bill. Yeah, um, I think that's a thing among Republicans is trying to revisit issues that have been long since determined. Um, Roe v. Wade. Uh, Civil War, um, <laughs> among a number of topics. The South will rise again, Bryce. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll get there. Well, we talked about Columbia Falls uh, continuing to go out of their way to upset Browning. We had some unfortunate native news, uh, which... Um, there's still more hard native news. Uh, we've spent a lot of time on this, and I don't know how much the heart can take here, Bryce. Or should we just skip our first topic here? Uh, just, ugh. I don't know. I don't want to spend like a whole bunch of time on it just because like, it's just ridiculous to this point. Of It just keeps happening. Well, we've, we'll, we'll try to keep it, keep it down. But... Tony Renova is a very familiar name now. It's the five-year-old that uh, was returned to his adopt or his biological native parents um, instead of a loving foster family, and he has ended up um, dead in a very, very gruesome manner, which uh, just breaks our heart. And we have gotten national attention on it. And I cited an article from USA Today, and I think it's making the same the same errors that just about anywhere outside of native country or anybody that doesn't have a native influence in them is making and that it's quick to point out the failures of this, um, specifically with the Indian child welfare act. Um, put it simply that was put in place, um, to stop kidnappings. Basically, um, children would be removed from, or native children would be removed from their biological families and either sent to mission schools. Uh, we'll talk about Canada and the natives later, or um, basically schools where there were some schools that had like a 75% mortality rate for students. That's really, really high. Yeah. It's uh, 
So it was, you know, kill the Indian, save the man sort of thing. But, so there was a reason why the Indian Child Welfare Act was put in place. But every article I've read that's in the national press on this, you know, was quick to condemn it. And yes, I, I actually had to talk to a few natives on this that are actually in two different tribes. I've got sources here um, who sort of came to an agreement that yes, it probably could be reviewed and, and updated for the new, the new age, but it's there for a reason. So I, I think that's enough. To, I think that's all we can take without getting emotional about this, Bryce. Yeah. Uh, it's um, anything to do with dead kids really hits me hard. So like, I, I don't like to talk about it too much. Well, something we can both agree on taxation is theft. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Well, um, Montana free press, that organization we don't mention, uh, tabulated a list of, uh, tax burden that's reviewed per County. And it's other than billings, which seems very low. Um, it, it broke it down for like per capita. So it's like 770 some dollars per capita, your property tax liability to live in Yellowstone County, which is lower than I think Missoula is 1100. And Bozeman's about the same. Great Falls is surprisingly high for somewhere that doesn't have anything going for him or yeah, Cascade well, County. I should say there's it's stagnant growth, but it, but it's there, you know, it, it's stagnant. Oh, I, completely misread the number here Bryce um Cascade County is 606 that's on the low end, lower or medium end of the spectrum not counting when you get rid of some outliers like uh the really high one was that not Bighorn County but where they have all the resorts oh big sky yeah but that's Madison County I think um yeah I think it's Madison I could be wrong on that one, but yeah, no, Madison sounds right. Yeah, well, they have a, like by the NS area. a uh, residential per capita tax liability of about sixteen grand. So I, I think that's Oof. that. Area. <laughs> yeah, um, but the article was was thorough. Did point out that that's a lot of resort properties and multi million dollar vacation homes and et cetera. So a lot of celebs out there, a lot of celebrities. Yeah, if we can get them to pay all the taxes and fund our schools and all that, that that would be great. Something we can get behind here. If only they had money that wasn't, you know, kept in tax havens, like like Montana is another, especially the uh, LLC tax loophole, which is still in place. So there's a lot of very exotic cars that have never been to Montana that are licensed in Montana. Yeah, it's pretty wild to see that. Uh, geez. Anyways, let's uh, keep going here. Uh, refugee talk. We, we were going to talk about something, but decided not to. Uh, we forgot about it. I think we just skipped over it. But there's new refugee news, particularly in your neck of the woods, Bryce. Uh, apparently, the mayor signed a letter saying that uh, actually a completely non-committal letter that has absolutely no bearing on funding or refugees or anything. Saying, oh, that, you mean like that Paris Agreement that they said didn't mean shit? Oh, this letter actually doesn't mean shit. Oh. Well, it gets, it's not a commitment. It's not an obligation. It is simply stating support. I read through it, and it, the wording asked President Trump to reconsider his demonization of refugees. And say, says that, you know, we would love them, but doesn't commit to anything and doesn't certainly doesn't affect anything federally. But it became a big issue for you in Great Falls. Why? <laughs> uh, why? It's like, did, were we were we plotting out a camp? 
Uh, no, there was no camp, uh, but I, I tried to keep my ear to the ground on social media. And, and one of the, I think, sort of disgusting and ignorant comments I keep on seeing was like, well, if the mayor wants them so bad, they can camp out on his lawn. And as a guy who uh, lives next to a family of refugees, um, I, I don't see what the offense is in that, really. Yeah, bring them on over. <laughs> well, they they enrich in our lives, that's for sure. That uh, had to be addressed even in your city council meeting, uh, brought up by one of the council members about clarification <sighs> on that. Um, so, but it was... Yeah, I really wish that our commissioners bring up like important things and not dumb shit. Well, this is the dumb shit getting brought up. Um, and it sounds like we, we've been keeping a close eye on this specific council member because of his influence on social media. Not that we particularly like or dislike him for, for any reasons. Um, it's just what he's been able to do with social media to get elected. It's not, it's not typical, and I haven't seen any other candidate be able to capture the attention of so many people just from Facebook memes. So... We've been keeping an eye on that, and he's been remarkably well behaved in city council meetings. I've seen. Yeah, of course he. Um, you know, I don't know. He, he, I'm trying to think. It was kind of. It was like off the record when he asked that guy to step outside, wasn't it? Supposedly, he denies that allegation. That that was even said. Right. Oh. Well. Uh, we have to talk about that allegation because somehow, um, somebody else that's running. Um, that ran against, uh, that, that was Rick Tryon we're talking about, just so we're all on the same page. And let's not spend too much time on this guy this time. Um, was Jasmine Taylor, who didn't he run... Threatened a, to take her out? No, but somehow she was reporting third person what was said. I think KRTV asked her or something around those lines. And then they were like, yeah, this is what I heard, is basically what she said. And then, like, I'm not even sure why a, a news organization... I, don't quote me. It might not be KRTV. I understand they have high journalistic standards. Could be those other folks. Um, I, I'd have to look it back. We spent a, a more time than we should have on it. Kind of like we're doing right now. Go back and try and quote us and say, "See what see what these uh, evil people said," and then you know it, it, it's just going to blow back because it's just like we're just two dudes with microphones. That's it. Yeah, two dudes with microphones and. We don't really have a stance on anything. In fact, me and you disagree a lot. If they're looking for a liberal or conservative standpoint, I, I don't think either of us really fall into either camp, really. As no, evidenced, but, if you actually listen to any cast. Precisely. But one thing we do have that they do not is a platform that uh, spans across multiple different platforms. And it's all open source. Indeed. All open source. Not one penny spent on licensing costs. So, refugees are not coming to Great Falls. Uh, I'll have to look up the numbers, but unlike Missoula, which took in you know, seemingly as many as they could. Yeah, I figured they were all going to that college that you guys have there. Going to the what? You guys have that college oh, there in Missoula. Well, I figured a lot of them probably go there to go to that. Well, enrollment numbers are down, but... I I may have to look into the process. I know it takes a long time, but I don't believe you get to choose. Huh. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. It's just um, my, my neighbor specifically spent, I think it was 10 or 12 years in a refugee camp. Um, all their children were born in a refugee camp, which is kind of sad. And according to uh, them, there was nothing to do there but drink. They spent 12 years in a camp? Correct. Oh my, yeah, that's uh, pretty insane. 
10 or 12 years. I, I forget the figure. It was over 10, though. So I, wow. I don't believe they get to choose, and the numbers are sort of... I've seen different number reported, but some 80-some families have been relocated to Missoula, which, of course, a family is three-plus. So we've got a handful of them, but I, I don't think we're seeing any of the problems that a lot of people said would be problems. Yeah, I, just can't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't see that causing a lot of issues here. Well, as far as I know, they've there there's no issues, as far as I know. Oh. Right. All I know is when I found a guy sleeping and having a campfire in my junk car that um, he was not a refugee. Yeah. I was going to say, where was he from? Uh, California? Yeah, probably came here on a bus, probably. (laughs) Problem we've discussed before. Refugees and moving on to Bullock. He had a special meeting with Obama, and the details of that meeting are surprisingly scarce, but he did fly out and... uh, have a meeting with him, and one of the things that we suspect was discussed is him running for the Senate. He could still run for the Senate, but he would be very late, but I don't know if that would hurt his chances at all. Uh, I think it could. I don't know. I'm trying to think the last couple of people they've thrown in there at the last second, and none of them have been very good. I mean, he's also the governor, so he's got that uh, clout running for him. So I think that would probably help out quite a bit. Yeah, it's not too late to enter that race, and a lot of people were sort of asking why he bothered this presidential bid, including us. I think us. that that will hurt as well, though. Yeah, so because, uh, someone needs to take you know, on Danes. Could be him. Yeah, but he spent all that time, uh, you know, messing around with the presidential bid that literally everybody told him was useless, and then it ended up being useless. Imagine that. Shocker. Um, so... I don't know, maybe he can still pull it off. Bloomberg seems to think he can. Coming late, show up with some money, get things done. Does Bullock have money to show up with? Uh, Montana money is not federal money, so it's uh, different, very different scales here. I suppose you're right. Well, other elected officials, Gianforte taking a stand against weed. Oh, he would. Uh, of course, he's got that conservative right in him. Yeah, he's got a got a base to play to. Well, he's saying it's a misplaced priority, which I don't know. May, maybe I kind of appreciate his stance a little bit because no. he, oh, not him having the nope. stance, but him actually having a position on this and sticking to it, regardless of it. In my opinion, being wrong, prohibition doesn't work. So he's he says it's a misplaced priority and. Considering how popular uh, the legalization and full-on legalization of weed is, as well as the medicinal marijuana, that he would say something like that and stand on it, um, he probably honestly believes that. <laughs> yeah, here, let me, let me, let me read here. Uh, we should know how best to help people who need medical marijuana and how greater access to recreational marijuana will impact our communities, families, and users. However, expanding access to marijuana without the benefit and guidance of the facts and sound science is of grave concern. Gianforte is concerned about science. This is incredibly concerning. Uh, incredibly concerning. Again, concern. Concern, concern, concern. Because we have an addiction crisis in my home state of Montana. Meth, which is nothing like weed at all. And now opioids. 
devastate our communities and tear apart too many families. Weed doesn't do that, though. To consider making any Schedule One drug legal and more readily available without adequate research is a misplaced priority as addiction continues to ravage our country. Instead, we should support focusing on combating addiction, building on this community's bipartisan work, and the success of the Support Act from Congress. We need to continue to support those who face addiction and need the help the most. Rather than making marijuana easier to access when we don't know the full effects on our communities. And like, that's hilarious to me because they always take the same stupid ass approach of like, oh, there's not enough. We need to know the facts. All the facts aren't out yet. We don't know. Like, there's. Weed's been around for a while. Longer than like we've been able to record things, I think. Weed's been around. And yeah, no, we've like the science is all pretty much there on it and like anything that they're finding out it's all coming out to be just better and better usually there's not a whole lot of negative shit that comes out about it anymore well no one's confusing weed for meth Um, because anytime that you see uh, somebody like Greg the body here come out with uh, this big stance of like oh I'd be all for it but only when we know that it's fully safe at no point Will they ever step up and be like, well, I th- well, let's go ahead and push some sort of legislation to, to look into that further so we can get that done. No, it's always immediately close the book, get it the hell out of here. Well, it's just the hypocrisy, I, I think, is interesting. Extremely. So he, he does take the stand that we don't know that it's, uh, and he's, of course, taking the opinion that it's, you know, the government's responsibility to protect people from the perils of weed. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> What the government's responsibility? That that is exactly what he's going Whoa. on here. Again, oh, huh. the federal government's impeding on my rights. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, now, granted, I'm not it one of those. Sounds like he's advocating for someone to be treading upon me. That's exactly what he's advocating for here. In case we talk, we can get labeled as a lot of things. But uh, I'll go. I wouldn't even call it hard right because Gene Forte is hard right. I think, and he um offers this protectionism stance of, you know, the people can't decide for themselves that uh, big brother needs to step in and tell me that I can't smoke weed. And to be clear, I'm not a weed person or any sort of drug person, but I don't think anybody, including myself, should have the right to tell another person that they can't, even if I disagree with that choice. Yeah. I, 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 like he said, it's just very hypocritical of him to be telling us after taking this whole, approach to the conservative mindset of, you know, we need less government involved in things. Um, yeah, I, I just imagine a lot of like the libertarian mountain men out there uh, voted for him and then see stuff like this and just get ragingly disappointed that he would take such a stance of, uh, you know, the federal government being able to tell us what to do. Yeah, the federal government, nonetheless, which is even scarier. At the very least, states and localities can decide. I mean, you can go that route and you can make that decision on a even city basis. But anywho, well, that headline was not misleading, unlike this next one. So KPAX is reporting on the, I guess, Missoula City Commissioners voting to, or some of them, three of out of 11, voted to default on our insurance obligations, which is not accurate at all, I think. This uh, stems from a Munford & Sons concert. Uh, for a little background, 
Apparently, uh, the city of Missoula rents out the uh, baseball stadium to Logjam Presents for functions throughout the year. And a Mumford & Sons came to town, and it just so happened we had a freak sort of rain shower, so the field was completely drenched, and apparently it got damaged during that. So a very wet field and lots of people and destroyed the grass. They even had to cancel baseball games because of this. It's a rowdy crowd there, and they start tearing up the Mumford & Sons tunes. Yeah, the Mumford & Sons probably loved it. It seems exactly like their ball house. Uh, I, I guarantee you that they made comments about the rain and then said they were going to play regardless because that's how hardcore they are. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's a big deal. Of like, you know, we're, we're not, a little rain ain't going ain't to stop us. We're, we're Mumford & Sons. And then the crowd, uh, you know, gave a hearty heck yeah right back to them and uh, uh, stomped right into the mud. And, you know, I'm sure there was some trench foot well, I thought this was sort of a good opportunity um, to talk about the marriage of public resources and private investment, because other than uh, the amphitheater over at that brewery in uh, Bonner, and that has a cap, a uh, baseball stadium is definitely bigger, but sort of the marriage of uh, of those and how we, why localities build build these things to sort of encourage business that only benefits a few. Uh, I didn't get any benefit from Mumford and Sons, I don't think, or any of the, I guess they have six or so concerts a year that are large events. Hopefully not while it's raining. Yeah, I would hope not. But as I understand, Logjam got a pretty good deal on the thing, which I, I guess sort of makes sense in that case. It sits unused when it's not being used for baseball. But we should also talk about their crap insurance policy. Apparently insurance paid $35,000 to have the field re rebuilt, which seems like a lot of money, but I guess it's a large field, which is, and the deductible was $10,000. So 29% deductible, which, yeah, it seems like a bar bargain basement brand policy. Uh, maybe we should uh, shop, maybe Geico can hook us up or. Yeah, there's got to be better insurance out there. I can see them after having to do a payout like that, though, just saying, nope, no more concerts. We're done. Well, more concerts have happened since then, and as I understand, Logjam is not being has no obligation in this. Yeah, it's sort of the the last comment, and we should talk about the obvious slant in this journalism because I, I looked at the members of the city council that voted to not pay the deductible, and they were advocating that Logjam should be held responsible for it for the entire thirty five thousand. Actually, they argued, and and they were. I guess right-leaning folks on that city council. So KPAX is guess, leaning hard against them with this misleading headline because they, I mean, when you read through it that we are defaulting on our insurance policy, that sounds very dire that has consequences for Missoula. And first of all, they um, voted to do it as a whole. So Missoula City Council paid out ten grand for that deductible. So no harm, no foul, I guess. But just sort of the paintbrush they're trying to paint these three commissioners with. Yeah. Wild. So we'll we'll keep a look, keep a lookout for slant in journalism, uh, regardless of which way it sways. Well, we uh, last episode was called "Blogs Are Dead," but now we've been tweeted and we've researched, and we are not so sure. So late last year, the uh, Billings Chamber of Commerce took down billboards after a blogger, a sole blogger, suggested that they might be racist. And looking at the the titles, first I was thinking that this was a case of, 
you know, those least affected or are most offended by it. This was a just some white woman with a blog, pretty much. Uh, I didn't see natives speaking up on it. But so she, um, I guess, took the horn on that. And eventually, or the Billings took them down. So they had slogans like, today is today today is ours for the taken tomorrow too which is interesting comment to make on stolen indian land and conquer new endeavors so they've undid that took down the billboards and i guess blogs could be still relevant yeah well you know if enough people see it i guess and they hear about it from enough places I'm sure when it, stuff like that gets reposted on facebook they can see it show up over and over again yeah, it just looks bad for Billings. I mean, we expect this sort of thing out of Columbia Falls, as we've discussed. But Billings should be a bit more culturally aware, considering their proximity to more than one reservation. You would think, yeah. but I don't know how you anybody in the <laughs> misses that. Hard well, to say. The um, speaking of prohibition and the man. Coming down on us, the Bozeman City Commission is considering the uh, banning tobacco in parks. So no more smoking in parks. That seems like a place that would uh, kick off an idea like that. I think you're going to see a lot of people be upset about that. You're going to see a lot of people turn around like, oh, no, officer, it's just, it's just weed. And like, oh, well, all right, carry on. Uh, does it? I didn't read. Does it pertain to vape as well? Can we get those vapors out of there? Probably, I imagine so. Everyone really hates the vaping thing. Uh, even the vapors. They're oh, I mean boomers specifically. Like anyone I've talked to about it, it seems the, the unless they're like trying to quit smoking and they love vaping, because you know, it, it, if you're smoking, you're trying to quit. It, it, it's a godsend. But if you never smoked in your life and then you're seeing these kids skate around uh, with this digital cigarette, it, it's just another thing to make fun of, it seems. Yeah, darn millennials with their fancy technology all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't think it's a great idea. I don't think it'll kick over. Well, it might. I mean, the say. safety of it children it, won't. You know, it, it, it's really up in the air with the B and Bozeman. Yeah, well, I think it's somebody think of the children. Outside. Yeah, well, can you, I mean, playgrounds are tobacco-free, aren't they? This is just parks. Yeah, the, uh, parks. Um, Are playgrounds tobacco-free? Well, like, where are you going to smoke if you can't smoke at the park? <laughs> yeah, we're taking away all the areas of smoking. You can... Smoke we in a grass field. We're not going to ban the product. We're going to ban its use everywhere. It, you can buy it. You can then take it where you want. You just have to be rich enough to afford a house to smoke it inside of. And is this a... Oh, that's a good point. When I when I think parks, I think of like the playground for children, not the you know other 90% of the park because I don't spend a lot of time there. So that's the entire park. Where are people going to smoke? <laughs> yeah, you know, the smoking area at their employer's place. What if they don't have a job, you know? Yeah, even... We're going to start putting away homeless people for smoking. One more law in the books. And, of course, um, as with any law, will not be enforced unilaterally. There's always discrepancies in that. I, I think as far as smoking in the playground, 
maybe for city policies, but I haven't even seen those notices even in Missoula. So I don't know if we have the policy. Does does Great Falls or? Um, I don't think we have one on smoking in the parks. I'm not sure. Well, I haven't I, seen signs. I would expect people to not smoke in a park. That seems like common sense, but I just don't know if it's a law in the books. I don't think it is. Let's, uh, maybe we'll research that for the next cast here and we'll see. We'll keep an eye on Bozeman and see what they're doing over there. But Northwestern Energy's going green or, or not. They've, they fought it as hard as they could, which makes little sense. There, uh, there was a lot of, uh, solar and wind dollars to get and Northwestern Energy appears to have let it all go to foreign companies, essentially. Nice move. Yeah. Good doing, doing work. And I understand. This is about Missoula as well, how uh, Missoula is working with Northwestern Energy to, uh, geez, they were saying 100% by 2020, so 10, excuse me, 2030, not not this year, so 10 years to be 100% on renewables, which is... Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. It's, it is very cool and very optimistic, I think. Yeah, I mean, you guys got a lot of data center stuff there. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> those Bitcoin mines are, are still... <laughs> Is that included? And I wonder, like, oh no, uh, that that part of Missoula, you know, they, you know, they they scratch that out on the map of projections. There, like, ah, just don't worry about that part. There's a lot of complaint about it, but you know, the inconsistent power you get from both solar and wind. The um, the coal strip guy, uh, I think I mentioned it before, but he had a point that you know you need coal for that residual power when you know the wind isn't blowing and the sun isn't shining, which happens sometimes, I guess. But I wonder if it uh, would be a good middle ground that those types of businesses can run off of uh, renewable energies. Maybe. Well, I guess we'll we'll see if that happens. And wasn't Great Falls uh, considering a sort of similar non-committal commitment to try to go green at some point? Something like that. I don't know. I, I mean, God forbid you sign something in an email form. What if it mentions refugees? Oh, that'll come back oh, and gosh, bite you. Here we go. You know, like, there's no saying. Well, well, I have a uh, crapping on Canada on the docket again. Uh, that seems to come up every once in a while. And I, I tell, tell everybody that'll listen that we're building this wall on the wrong border. Got to keep those Canadians and their feral hogs out. Ooh, more feral hogs? Um, no, no, we want to, no, that's not feral hogs. Um, I was promised feral hogs and they have yet to arrive. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, defenses must be holding out still. Luckily the border patrols up there is doing its job. Doing what it's supposed to. Yeah. So I was promised feral hogs, still no feral hogs, but polite Canadians are a myth. And, and some of them I'm sure are good people, but they are in an issue with native matters up North and the, the term that's getting tossed around is reconciliation um, because Canada has been particularly not good to Native Americans. When you look back at American history, you can see that there's a few presidents that were really bad about it, like Andrew Jackson. But the, it sort of waned a little bit, and now we've, we're slowly accepting you know, sort of the sins of our past here. But Canada has taken a lot longer to do it, and they have been worse to it. And some of those schools that had that 75% mortality rate, those were Canadian schools. Ooh. And we're not that far away from Canada, as you know. In fact, the uh, specifically the Blackfeet, and I, I think the uh, 
Northern Cheyenne may have gotten that far north, but the Blackfeet, they're, they're made up of four tribes, and I forget the number, but some of them are Canadian. They're the Blackfeet Confederated, but they're in a different country, but they're four different tribes. It's confusing. All Native matters are. So I spent too much time on Citizens United last time trying to explain that and failing at that. So we'll try to not do the same on the Blackfeet here. Uh, good, good call there. I'm just, uh, you probably tell I'm a little tired. I, I just don't have it in my, me to, to fight try it. To, yeah, no. It's well, not Canada is seeing um, sort of the same things that we're seeing down here. It's over a pipeline. And there's one Pacific tribe that says that they're going to shut down Canada over the matter. They have, they've actually taken trains hostage. They've, they've stopped trains, protests. They've tied themselves to tracks. They are stopping a pipeline. Ooh. Yeah, I think I might have heard about it. No, actually, never mind. It wasn't them. I heard down in uh, the south that like they had something similar going on with the coal train there. I was, yeah, a coal company had basically said that they couldn't pay the miners, and the miners were finally fed up with hearing that for like the third week in a row. So they decided to camp out on the tracks. As I understand that they got paid, that problem got figured out. Probably. It seems to be a way to get done for other people. Maybe not everybody. Canada's having the same troubles, and they brought this on themselves, really. So let's end this on a high note, Bryce. We have fewer personalized plates to choose from. You no longer go in and get a uh, list of, what is it, 250 or something? Perfect. Yeah. Good, because I was getting tired to see those. You know, I saw a lot of people complaining about this online the other day, too. And it was funny because their complaints were just so ridiculous. Um, you know, a lot of people use this as like a income influx. A lot of these companies and organizations that have these plates, because I believe they get a cut from the they do. plate fee. They do. Yeah. And that plate fee is pretty ridiculous. It's like 35 bucks. Yeah, something extra a decent of chunk of change. And I'm, I'm happy that it, you know, gets somewhere, but... Um, cool. But, like, why don't you just make money off of, uh, you know, your business instead of, like, having a plate? Because, like, it was cool to start out with. Now that there's 250, it is ridiculous. It's to a point now, because, uh, like, I don't... No other states do this, right? Uh, not No, I don't think so. Yeah, we're like the only one. Everyone else has got their default. Like, here's your license plate. There you go. But Montana, like, what? Can you upload a JPEG and have it like put on a license plate? That was that would, would be incredible. I don't see why we can't. We might as well. I mean, we're printing these things anyway, so. Like, yeah, right there on the spot. There's no reason why they can't. In fact, it probably is just a JPEG that gets dropped onto there. Yeah. So some eighty-five of them have been discontinued and. Perfect. Yeah, no, because like, yeah, I saw people on there like, oh, well, what about the businesses that were, you know, had to give theirs up? Do they or get organizing any sort to like, and it's like, no, just like they, they're canceled. They're done. Get them out of here. Well, we some of them were the surprising, original, like, like three uh, choices. Blackfeet tribe no longer has their own personalized plate. The Boy Scouts don't. Well, I, I don't know. The Blackfeet tribe, I could see them uh, Taxation, keeping the one. Theft. That's, that's a- I feel like they should keep theirs, just given, you know, everything. It's the least we could do, like everything else. But Boy Scouts, yeah. Um, you know, sell some more popcorn. 
pro yeah there's just you know after you rape enough kids i don't think he should be able to make money off of my license plate sales well apparently most of montanans agree and th these are all non-profits ah, even the city of bozeman lost their plates <laughs> <laughs> which i, I find hilarious <laughs> It wasn't Red City a, Bozeman plates. What do those even look like? <laughs> well, now we will never know. Uh, yeah, Planned Parenthood also lost plates, and you know, sort of surprising. But you know, when you go in and you get a list of all these plates, like I can't even look at all of them, and like you have to know beforehand. You're you're handed. I, I just registered a card. I was handed a folder with. It's like pick from one of these, and it's like uh, this is confusing. Which are the free ones? <laughs> And they still made me pick from four. Like Yeah. I got the traditional one from like uh, the eighty nine or whatever or eighty eight. I, I believe so. It's not it, it's the one of like the blue state with like the yellow and orange trim on the top, I believe. Huh. It was the one that was around for like most of the nineties. Well, I think I have a classic one. No, I have a 1992 or 4 one. I, I forget. It doesn't really matter because I didn't really want to pick. I was like, just hand me a license plate. I, I don't want to be here. We're ending on a high note, so let's go ahead and get this one in the books here, Bryce. Good deal. Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and end off with the business here, I suppose. Then, uh... All right, so uh, once again, you could probably just edit this out instead of having to record it every time. But if not, we'll, we'll do, do it live. live. We'll do and it. Uh, we plug straight in, no effects. You're probably listening to us on our website right now, montanavoicespodcast.com. If you'd like to be on this wonderful show, or if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email us at montanavoices at gmail.com. Our Twitter feed is going to be at Montana underscore voices. Our Facebook account is at Montana Voices Podcast. And you can find every episode on YouTube by searching at Montana Voices Podcast. 